here we are on the first day of December with Thanksgiving just passed. If you haven't heard anybody announce it, I guess I have to be the one to let you know what you've probably heard proclaimed here and yon, that we are now officially in what's called the holiday season, right? (laughs) This time of shopping and parties, of some of us, at least old school folks, you know, standing in line at the post office, this time of holiday concerts at school and pageants at church, this time of heightened expectations. And even if you're not a list maker, this is the time of year when even you might feel compelled to make a list, right? So you can keep track of the things that you need to keep track of between now and December 25th. And it's right here at the beginning of this time Maybe it's only me, but as these days and weeks move forward, sometimes I notice a kind of growing frenzy and edginess among people. Sometimes I can sense it in traffic, sometimes in the store. Get out of my way. It's at this moment I I want to ask you, how are you going to spend these holy days. How are you going to order your time this month? Are you going to get caught up in all the craziness? Or are you going to try a different way? It probably won't surprise you that I'm going to suggest that we stay in Advent for now. It's not Christmas yet. And that we put into practice what we just sang, to try to make it our habit and our practice of putting our hearts in a holy place. That's the invitation of these days. And when you do, it's its own reward. You will find that they are blessed with love and amazing grace. And so, I ask you, what is the invitation of these December days? Is it to move faster and do more? And if that's what makes you glad, then I say go for it. But if you sense that there's something missing in all the running around, if you find yourself wondering, Why don't I feel the Christmas spirit the way I used to? Then I hope you will listen to that longing of yours and then follow where it leads. I don't think I'm the only one, but in these darkening days, I feel this longing to slow down and to be still to be open to that mystery which is all around, but that I can so easily miss when I'm moving too fast. As T.S. Eliot wrote, I said to my soul, 
be still and let the dark come upon you, which shall be the darkness of God. I love this purple season of Advent that is about waiting for what is not yet, getting one's self ready for what might happen, for what might be born in us, not by doing more, but by waiting and watching. If you wanted to do one thing in this season that could make a difference in how you move through your days, I have a suggestion. What if you made a conscious effort to move more slowly? Just for this day, maybe for this week or this month, in this time when people are speeding up, what if you just slow down and see what happens? Now, I'm not suggesting you get on 495 and drive 45 miles an hour. That would be crazy. But try moving more slowly through your days. A few more lines from T.S. Eliot. I said to my soul, be still and wait without hope, for hope would be hope for the wrong thing. Wait without love, for love would be love of the wrong thing. There is yet faith, but the faith and the love and the hope are all in the waiting. This is why I love being in church on Sunday and why I love our Advent Vespers on Wednesday nights, because they aren't about doing or about hurrying at all. No, this time is just about being, just being here, being still, being present, being open. I have to confess that the other day when I started thinking about our theme for December, my heart sank a little bit. Because how am I going to talk to you about that mystery some of us call God? That presence which by very definition is beyond words beyond our ability to adequately name or describe. When we modern people try to talk about God, most of the time we like to use our big brains, and most of the time what we do is we talk about what we think. We can try to convince one another that our perspective is the right one. And I have nothing against this kind of intellectual exploration. It can be interesting and enlightening and fun even. But as I go, get older, more and more I realize it's not how I get closer to that mystery. No, what I find myself longing for is what mystics in every age have sought and what they have found a deeper experience of the holy, 
deeper than words or thoughts or ideas, a deeper experience. And sometimes all we have is our words still, right? Like the words I put at the top of the order of service today from the mystic Meister Eckhart, who said, there is nothing so much like God in all the universe as silence. I like silence. I start off every morning sitting in silence or at least trying to. Though my brain likes to chatter on about things and so it can take a while for it to settle down. But when I get to that place of silence and it doesn't happen every day, there is a peace there and a presence there that is beyond words and beyond my ability to describe. But there I know I am in the presence of that which is holy and good. And sometimes I remember the words of the psalmist who said, be still and know that I am God. The last thing I want to do today or any Sunday is try and convince you of something that you can't believe in. When it comes to the mystery that some of us call God, we have to start off by acknowledging that if we are honest, we are all to some degree agnostic. None of us know for sure. None of us can prove or disprove the existence of the holy. And I don't want to waste my time or yours trying to. What I want to do is spend more time in that presence, in that mystery. And that's why I picked Paul Tillich's words from back in the middle of the 20th century. He was way ahead of his time back then when he said, if that word God has not much meaning for you, translate it and speak of the depths of your life or the source of your being, of your ultimate concern of what you take seriously without any reservation. Perhaps in order to do so, you must forget everything traditional you have learned about God, perhaps even the word itself. For if you know that God means depth, you know much about God. The trouble is, These times that we live in and these brains that we have been gifted with, they can make it hard to enter into these depths because it is in our nature to question things, for some of us to question everything, to have more doubt than faith. And maybe this is a good and necessary corrective to the generations of unquestioned authority that the church once had. But sometimes I wish that we could turn our thinking minds down a little bit so that we could be better in touch with that mystery. And this is what the English poet William Wordsworth thought, that this was just our human condition in every age that we forget where we come from 
and that the older we are, the harder it is to be in touch with those depths. Our birth is but a sleep and a forgetting, he wrote. Trailing clouds of glory do we come from God who is our home. But Wordsworth believed that the older we get, the less able we are to apprehend the light. That passage that Abby read ends kind of sadly that the person at last perceives it die away and fade into the light of common day. That's not the end of that long poem, but that's the way Wordsworth saw it. But the good news is he doesn't say it's gone. He just says it's faded into the light and the activity of our days and our lives. It's still there. We just have to find ways to see it. The poet Wendell Berry writes about what he calls the day-blind stars that are still up there in the blue sky. You just can't see them during the daytime. They are still there waiting with their light. We just need the other lights to kind of get dimmed down a lot. And we need to slow down enough and remember to look up so we can see them. None of us have a little built-in dial or rheostat that we could turn down our chattering minds. But we do have meditation and prayer. We do have the mystics who in every age show us how to wait in the darkness and how to turn toward the light. We do have this season and its invitation to sit in the darkness and light candles and sing songs of hope and peace. And if you want it, we do have an antidote to the busyness of these days. And it is Advent's invitation to slow down, to just slow down. Over the years, one of my spiritual guides has been the singer Van Morrison, who is a contemporary mystic. I sometimes think that it would be really fun to do a service or a series of services with his music and with his words. Maybe some of you can help me with that. Because I love how his songs invite us into our hearts and to get below the surface of things to travel into the mystic and sing our hymns to the silence. I could keep going on trying to name drop his songs. And this week, thinking about this, I found myself remembering one of his songs that goes, I'm a dweller on the threshold, and I'm waiting at the door, and I'm standing at the darkness. I don't want to wait no more. Well, Van, Advent is about waiting, so hang on. But that is the invitation that is before us right now, to be dwellers on the threshold of the holy, to see these days as a good time 
a particularly good time, but to be mindful that the invitation is there all the time. To be open to the wonder and the mystery that surrounds us. To be awake to and mindful of that spirit in which we live and move and have our being. To see it as not apart from us, as not way out there somewhere, but as right here. You know, you don't have to go on a long journey. You don't have to have special knowledge or say the right words. You just need to have the desire, the longing to be in touch with these depths, with this mystery. And so I ask, will you do yourself a favor this week and take some time to put yourself in that presence. You could sit down with a journal or sit quietly with a cup of tea. You could light a candle in the silence. You could put on Van Morrison's Into the Mystic. Because we are here on the threshold of the holy. We are here now in this season that invites us to be open to wonder. And this is the promise of these days, that we are about to behold a new thing. So let us be mystics for the living of these days. Let us then be able to see, as the hymn puts it, all earth a blessed garden, and God the God of peace. Amen. Amen.